Episode 174, Yinzertainment Podcast. We are back. You already know what's up. We are joining the podcast with the boys, the goats of the Pittsburgh podcast world, Zach Smith, Tyler Weeks, around the 412. You already know who they are. What's up, boys? You guys, man, you guys are too kind. And I'll tell you what. so well. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, I I love coming on here too, because it's like, you do the intro, not me or Tyler. We can just kind of sit back let you carry the show and we just chime in whenever you want us to. So no, but thanks for having us on again. As I've said, like, I really enjoy what you guys do. Like the, the comedy aspect of it too. We're just kind of like straightforward. We don't bring that, but you guys, you guys bring that. So it's a nice element to have and we're excited to be on here again. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Whenever you're counting down to start the show in my head, mentally, I was like, wait, <laughs> don't I don't have it, the, don't I don't have the intro in front of me. So I don't have to worry about that. So it's always better to be a guest. It's, it's so much easier. I've come to learn. Yeah, yeah, less stressful. Definitely don't have to think about what you're saying as much. <laughs> yeah, and of course the boys, Michael, Alex, what's up, guys? What up, dude? What's up, dude? The, it's just, the boys are back in town. It's one big reunion. Had to have the boys from around the four one two back on. Uh, a lot going on in your guys' world. You know, just the Pittsburgh content creator world. I'm glad you. You started it the way you did, Zach, because, I mean, there's so much to talk about. You guys have been fucking just killing the game lately. But aside from that, you guys have been bringing together whatever you guys are doing over there. And I don't know where it came from, but I'd I'd love for you to tell me. But you have just been getting every Pittsburgh content creator in the area that talks about sports, and more than sports even. You put them on one Discord channel. It's been how many months now? A few. And, I mean, dude... I've never seen such a, a community of just people with like-minded in- interests that are just, like, having a fucking ball with it. And you two have facilitated the entire thing. How did this happen? <clears throat> I think it goes back to the grassroots of the podcast and, the you know, the similar idea. Like, the whole thing with us, when we started the show, the two of us and, and Herb, like, it was all because we couldn't stand the way that Pittsburgh media was. It was all, you know, shock value statements uh clickbait just you know like hey listen to me i have the loudest voice like it might not be my actual opinion but hey i'm getting traffic on my site or i'm getting listens on my podcast whatever it might be and it's just that was the reason that we started the podcast and now as like we've seen that continue to grow like where as many people have podcasts that we that we know like actually like you guys and and other people that we become friends with and or blogs whatever it might be like youtube channels instagram accounts just whatever it might be whatever their content path is like there's so many people that are getting overlooked because they're not willing to go that route like they're genuine they want to do it their way not just you know the way that they think is going to get them the most clout and, you know, it was just my way of, of trying to shed light on that and bringing everybody together. Like, hey, if you guys have the opportunity to collab, like we're collaborating right now, like, you know, these other podcasts have done the same thing. Like, uh, you know, Cody Coleman, who's in there, he just had I mentioned the Yins are crazy show. He just had Mike from Yins are crazy on there. Like those two guys didn't know who each other were until that Discord right. channel was starting. And it's just, you know, it's a cool way to bring people together and just, like I said, shed a light on some of the people that are doing really cool things in Pittsburgh. Well, I'll tell you what, the fact that we're a part of it is fucking awesome. So thank you first and foremost. But I mean, Absolutely. dude, yeah. the, the way it's going so far, I mean, I think it's, you know, in the podcast world, just in general, usually what you find is people helping other people. You know, it's not so mm-hmm. much a competition. Like there's some great fucking talented people in that discord server that have a podcast that have, you know, a huge following, what have you. And 
that's awesome that we all just fucking we can all just sit there and be like hey man i'll help you out you help me out let's just talk fucking pittsburgh sports that's what it's about yeah, and I want to say really? too, like, that, like one of the things that, like, that the foundation of it was. Listen, I don't care how many likes, listens, views, whatever you're getting on your show or your articles, you're not better than anybody else that's in here. Like, we're all coming together for one thing, all trying to be like this new wave, this new way of getting people content. That you know, like I said, it, it gets away from the traditional media. Like Tyler and I talk about it all the time. We strive to be the complete opposite of what's going on in Pittsburgh right yeah. now. And that's why we have like the, the niche following that we do and, and we enjoy it. But like, yeah, I think that that was the biggest thing was just like trying to instill in people's minds, like big or small, we're all, we all have a common goal and we all want to help each other achieve those goals. So <laughs> yeah, we all hate our jobs and we're trying to do something that we enjoy <laughs> with our lives. That's the fucking common goal. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> What's no. crazy to me is that whenever we first started it, we didn't really know many podcasts from Pittsburgh that were talking about sports or even like writers in general, besides like the big ones that were writing for like DK Sports, yeah. or The Athletic, or whoever. You're talking about the podcast, not the Discord, right? You're talking about when we started the show. Yeah, when we started yeah. our show, like back in 2017, we like hardly knew of anybody. But now looking at the Discord and like looking at everybody that we're associated with on Twitter and all these social media platforms, I mean, there's so many people that are all doing like the same things that we are, and we're they're just striving to do the same thing, putting out their content, their their two cents on everything, and it's it's amazing to see, honestly. It's just funny to see how far because like I think we started in 2017 too, McGraw. You probably know better than I would. Um, uh, a, a quick Twitter search would uh, confirm that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, we started this thing. Michael came to me and was like, dude, October started... 2017. Yeah, I started a Pittsburgh sports Twitter page. And I was like, dude, that's sweet. Now, we, our friends had a Chicago sports podcast at the time. We did one podcast with them, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. We should just do this. Dude. And yeah. l- literally, the reason that we I came up with the idea, just like you said, Zach, is <laughs> I'm sick of listening to these old dudes just talk shit about pittsburgh sports nope. like i want to hear something good and something i can tune into right something you that's can all, relate I mean, to that's not a scripted yeah. show with no swears i don't want to listen to your show if you're not going to be real and fucking drop some f-bombs and <laughs> tell the guy to go fist himself and shit like that's what i want to <laughs> hear yeah or, or have a bad take you know <laughs> yeah or have a shitty take like we've had for the past three years i don't know you tell me i mean i, <laughs> no I mean i'm four I, I think that's what makes us us, right? Like, it's, yeah. I don't care what everybody else is saying. I'm going off of what I feel and what I think, right? And my, not that my opinion matters to everybody else, but like, hey. Your opinion does matter, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Chris Wormley, right? I feel like he's going to have a great year. Am I a little biased because he's from Michigan? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little well, bit. we're a little biased too because he's one of the guys that's been on our show. Right. So, exactly. We have some bias towards Chris Wormley too. He's a dog. But hey, we've had plenty of bad takes as well. I mean, a month ago, Smitty and I were talking about trading Brian Dumoulin. Uh, and <laughs> now look at that. So, hey, we've all had well, our bad takes. Is, to be fair, to be fair, it was more of let's see how he comes back because I think everybody can agree after he had the ankle injury last year, he didn't look like the same player. And then he gets hurt again this year. So it's okay if he comes back and still doesn't look like that same guy. Maybe it is time to move on because he does have a contract that expires, uh, you know, fairly soon compared to Marcus Patterson and other guys on the back end. So, 
Yeah, I mean, that's where that take was coming from, but he's been fantastic <laughs> since returning. He lets Chris Letang be the best version of Chris Letang, so I absolutely love Brian. Defend Dewey. the take. And, and Letang him. has been phenomenal. Oh, he's been phenomenal. But nobody talks about it because he had a turnover back in 2018. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Juju fumbled that ball in the playoff game, and people still won't let him fucking forget him, so, you know, shit like that happens. But, uh, yeah, going back to, like, what we were saying, it's like, you know, we – I think the idea behind our podcast and like you said to yours, and I feel you guys are the same way is like whatever you guys feel is authentic to yourself is what you say, what you talk about and what you do. Like you have a passion for a specific way of doing things. And as do we, as do all the other Pittsburgh podcasts that, you know, are on the discord channel or whatever, but we can be ourselves and put out what we want. And like, like you guys, you said you're more straightforward. You guys are you talk the sports, whatever, what have you. We have a funnier aspect to us, if you will. We're kind of more comedic sports. Podcast. We're kind of more morons. Yeah, we're we're a bunch of fucking idiots, is what it comes down to. Um, but you wrote an article, Zach. I believe it was you that wrote it um, about what you were doing with this Discord server, and now you have the yeah. the Twitter page you've created the uh, and remind us what that is the handle uh at pgh content okay so everyone from that discord server then right is gonna be yeah it, so yeah again anybody that puts any type of content out that's part of that discord where hey like if i come across other people all i do is i share out their articles i tag them in it you know to get them the exposure that type of thing kind of like a one-stop shop for everybody. right yeah exactly so, yeah, and you know, I, uh, Tyler mentioned DK Dan Pavekovic, who's you know started his own thing now that's become you know the biggest like cell phone conglomerate in Pittsburgh. Like he, you know, even said like he reached out to me and was like, "Hey, that was a great idea." You know, like regardless of what type of content everybody's doing, you want to have like one headquarters type yeah. thing, which was the idea with with the yeah. Twitter page. So right, which is fucking phenomenal. It's awesome. The exposure everyone's gonna get from it is phenomenal. But but you wrote this article that you had uh, or a blog rather that you had posted. Um, did you post that on the old crow or the not old crow? That's a barn. Crow worthy. Crow worthy. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean. that's where I got my fake ID taken when I was fucking 20 years old. <laughs> um, but you wrote yeah, an that's... article there and mm-hmm. or a blog and you kind of touched on some different Pittsburgh sports or Pittsburgh content creators. And you mentioned us in that article. And I just want to yeah. thank you first and foremost, because like mm-hmm. we said, we've been doing this for f- going on four years now. We don't have a large following. <laughs> I mean, people don't really tune into our podcast, which is fine. We have fucking fun doing it. We don't care. We don't do it for the likes and listens. Yeah, yeah. But but you said in it something along the lines of, you know, the some of the funniest dudes in Pittsburgh sports podcasting. So I would just want to thank you because in the four years we've been doing this, not a single soul has even recognized or yeah. commented on the fact that we've been doing a podcast or anything of the sort. So <laughs> you guys are the fucking bomb. I had to tell you that I fucking love you guys for that. And thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I mean, like when I wrote that, like there was some people that I was like, had to like think about, but you guys, I mean, you guys came to mind right away. I mean, one, you know, we were, we'd already been on here. So we had mm. that relationship already. But, like, I mean, it, it, it's all genuine. Like, that was the easiest article that I've ever written. And right. It was also, like, the most heartfelt one because it was talking about, you know, how our podcast started. And literally, like, I, I say that the podcast is my saving grace because I was in a really dark spot right before we started the podcast. And then, like, to do that and build it up the way that we have, like, from the ground up, 
without I, I do have to give a shout out to like Anthony Leonardo and Ryan Alexander from the yeah. Shore Nine because without them, I'm not sure that we would have gotten the podcast off the ground. Um, <clears throat> but since then, like just building it the way that we have, and then like when 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 we see other people do that, like the fact that you guys started you guys started your podcast a couple months after us, yeah, and the fact that we didn't even like know about like we had been following each other on Twitter. But like I said, when I, when we came on here last year, now it's crazy. That it was last year, but, so but I, like, like, like 10 months ago, cause I remember we were talking about last year's draft the first time that we were on. Yeah. Here. But anyway, but I remember, you know, like that's, that's when I found out, I was like, I didn't even realize these guys like were a podcast. Like I thought they were just like a Pittsburgh content page. Yeah. And then to find out you guys did a podcast too. So like, but any, t- any chance that I get to, to shine a spotlight, on on you guys or any of the people that I mentioned in that article, I'm going to do so again because it, it's like-minded people that I feel like share the same passion and absolutely deserve to get the recognition that for whatever reason, and I know the reason I've already stated it in the article and, and on Twitter and numerous times, um, aren't getting that that spotlight that I feel like they deserve. So, yeah, I mean it was a it was a pleasure to write. It's a pleasure, like I said, to be back on here and talking to you guys again. You guys are real ones, pride, man. Pride, passion podcast pittsburgh sports <laughs> all you need all the peas that's, that's basically all we're about plus yeah. you know well pussy maybe i don't know, I don't Stop, know. We, might, we might cut that we might cut Jesus. that we'll see I've been, I, I've been working on my editing skills so we'll see we might cut that <laughs> uh well unreal let's get down to the brass tacks of it all if you will uh let's talk some pittsburgh fucking sports that's what we came here to do it's what we it's what we do and it's a really good time, by the way, for Pittsburgh sports. Yeah, like, and winning is what the Pittsburgh Penguins have been doing. And mm-hmm. you guys, first of all, Zach, I tried to get Zach. I, well, I messaged Zach, and I'm sure Tyler, he had told you a, a couple weeks ago about coming on. He's like, yeah, but it's it's got to be a night the Penguins aren't playing. I was like, hey, man, totally fair. <laughs> you guys are the Penguins guys. Michael and Alex, of course, you guys of our podcast are the Penguins guys. I don't fucking really pay attention to hockey just because <laughs> – my attention span is not so good. Except for that one game where Michael and I didn't Yeah, watch. the one game on a Sunday. <laughs> what, yeah. that you guys didn't watch and he did? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. fucking messaged him. I was, I was like, did you guys see that something? goal that was failed? <laughs> like, I was like, fuck. Neither of them are watching. Uh, but, Ty, have you ever been to a game live? Uh, not in Pittsburgh, but me and Michael went, because we're in Chicago, right? So me and Michael yeah. went to the yeah. Hawks-Penguins game. Couple okay. Years ago. See, I'm surprised when they surprised lost that... ten to zero. Oh God! Yeah. Okay, we were at that game. That's why you don't like hockey. But I was gonna say, <laughs> if you go to a game live, that typically changes how people feel about hockey because it's a completely different game when you see it live as opposed to watching. I live. love hockey as a sport and as a concept, and I've been to plenty of Hawks games only. But yeah, the, I like football because it's once a week. I could do mm. once a week okay. hockey fucking three four games a week i'm like dude see I that's how i am with fantasy sports yeah because i don't like doing anything besides fantasy football because i've got to pay too much attention yeah to right yeah I'm the but same way. as far as like real sports man i i have a tough I, I feel like i change my mind every time i answer what my favorite sport is yeah now did either of you play I, hockey growing yeah. up yeah uh, uh, i play so i would like go to like my dad played uh, like pickup league hockey, and he also played like an organized adult league. So he okay. would play hockey like three nights a week, and I would go to the like just pickup one and skate around every once in a while. But I never, he would never actually let me play in those games because they actually did get like pretty physical sometimes. Yeah. And 
I was pretty young at the time. <laughs> Trying to get so I never, I never played organized hockey. However, I, I was going to in high school. I was going to switch, going to quit football and uh, start playing hockey. And they switched the days so I wouldn't be able to do, go to the practices. And it just didn't work out. But I, I still, I have like hockey equipment. And I skate. I, I, I can skate and everything. And I'll go to like stick up, stick times, and like play pickup with my friends. But I've never played like organized yeah. hockey. Shit, dude! I can't. I don't even know if I can skate. Really, I, I can get going. I can't. <laughs> I used stop. to be able to. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I tried to. But yeah, it's been years. I'll go to the. Fucking, <laughs> I got a hockey net in my attic. If either of you, Zach, my and Tyler, gear. have been to Chicago downtown, they have an ice rink now. It's like the hot new thing if you live in Chicago. Yeah. But anyway, like, I'll go there and I'll fucking just eat ass on the ice in front of a bunch of five-year-old <laughs> kids. <laughs> And then put my skates on and go skate around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but <laughs> Every Friday night. Yeah, you put a stick in my hands and we got a good old time. No, but you put a stick in my hands and there's no way I could even maneuver a fucking ice rink. There's just no way. So. Well, no, we. I, I don't... I don't remember if you were there, Ty, but a few years back we played some street hockey. Like, I'm way better at blading than I am ice skating yeah and i mean yeah you put the stick in my hands i'm ripping that upper twine baby it's gone <laughs> yeah so but see we used ice to is we a lot play like we would play like outside of this place by us called brady's run which obviously tyler's familiar with but like there it's so like there's just tracks everywhere like you can't wear blades there you pretty much have to play on foot uh so good uh, old-fashioned fucking skates? floor hockey or the the skates with the four wheels <laughs> More what? traction, better. Instead the of blades, brake? what about wearing actual skates? <laughs> the four wheels, but yeah, with that front brake. Maybe. Well, first Never off, seen it happen to me. I, I would love to see see a lot of our friends try to even move in like actual roller like skates. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. the people that have not done that before, they're not the easiest thing to operate. No. <laughs> they're extremely tough. It's like wearing bricks yeah. on your feet. Fucking roll right off of the hockey rink to the fucking discotheque, baby, in those fucking <laughs> skates. But what's funny, actually... <laughs> Mentioning uh, this is gonna sound really weird, but mentioning little kids and ice skating is whenever I was I would say I was like 16 years old. I was at a public skate down at Brady's Run, the place that Smitty mm-hmm. just talked about, and uh, I mean I'm not gonna say I'm I'm the the best at ice skating, but I, I'm I'm pretty decent. Okay, so Got fancy feet. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm skating around. <laughs> And this little kid falls like directly in front of me and not and like not in time where I have any time to react. And he kicks my my foot and I fall on top of him, except I catch myself on top of him. I'm so I'm like basically like holding myself up over top of him and his he's kicking his legs still and he kicks my chin. Oh. And if I didn't have a beard, you'd be able to see there's a scar that's on my chin and it's from the skate blade hitting hitting my chin and then all of a sudden i had no idea but and i I just like helped the kid up and skated off but then my friend came over to me he's like you're bleeding like really bad and i had no idea so i looked down and there's just blood running down my neck and i went to the bathroom and looked and there was like a piece of my chin just like dangling off and i saw i just ripped that off (laughs) And then, <laughs> and then and I just like made it stop bleeding, and then I continued going ice skating. 
Jesus, dude. You are a football guy. You are a football guy. (laughs) That's a hockey guy. Yeah, I guess. Well, he's not a hockey guy. He wasn't a hockey guy. He was a football guy. I tried to to be a hockey guy. Hockey guy. So, like, that was it? Like, you didn't have to get stitches or anything? No, I probably should have, but I didn't. But he grew a beard instead. Yeah, Yeah, just cover it up. Beard covers the scar, but it's a yeah, it's a scar like well, right under here. I'll tell you what, it's a it's Jesus. a good damn thing that uh, Crosby and the boys are better skaters than all of us because oh yeah, I mean he listen, could, Crosby could skate better than I could walk. Uh, you could Actually, probably do anything probably. better than I can walk. I'm a fucking clumsy little dick. I'm fucking. I'm wondering, do Facts. you think that Sid has spent more time in his life on ice or on on like on a normal or on top of his wife? Probably his wife. <laughs> uh, he's still to, on though. Hey, he's still got a girlfriend. He's married to the game. Oh, exactly. fucking right, baby. Damn, married to the a lot, game. It's a lot closer than it should be, but but it's on ground. <laughs> I've I've yeah. thought that though for like almost all hockey players, you know, not yeah. even just Sid, but it's like. You're practicing, you're playing games, doing this. It's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but Sid's, Sid's a rink rat, though. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. He's, I feel like he does he's nothing else. constantly on the ice. Even in the offseason, when you're supposed to be relaxing, that's all he does. If he's not on the ice, they were talking out, about he's, that. He's working out with the, Nate McKinnon. Yeah, they were talking about the that. Goat. In that Spit and Chicklets interview that he did, like, yeah. even when, even when, like, in the offseason, he'll just be, like, playing, like, three on three games with, like, Nathan McKinnon, Brad Marchand. Uh, they're pretty close with like Roman Yossi too. Uh, there's a couple Decent. other guys that are in like that friend group, and they'll just like play hockey together. The anyway. Kobe Bryant of the ice, if you will, dude. That's you know what? Sick. It's funny is I thought about him. Like I was thinking about like guys that come into the league real early, like 17, 18 years old, and then don't like play until they're almost forty. Like they spent more time in the league than not, and that are at the top of their fucking game in the league that they're in. I mean, dude, Crosby leads yeah. the team in points, goals, assists. Uh, not the plus minus. That's that's a Latanger, but nah. I mean, dude, at how Terrible old is that? Yeah, yeah. How old is Crosby? Fucking we've thirty three. Thirty three. We've we might have talked about this for the past eight. Podcasts. He'll be the next Yager. He's gonna play until he can't freaking play no more. Well, <laughs> yeah, right? I've, Do you guys I've think said, that? I've said multiple times that barring an injury, so if it, injuries they you can't control them, but if he doesn't get injured, I think he's playing at least till he's like. 42 43 years old if not even a little longer because i think he'll just want to play as long as he can he's i don't think sid's the type of guy where if he's the if he's not the number one center on the team or if he's not the top point getter on the team he doesn't want to play anymore like i i think he he will eventually like transition and being like okay i'm like a second third line guy but i just want to win games still well, he's, a, he's yeah. dope too is because he adapts to the new game like he all these new players coming in and it's like yeah he doesn't look like he's lost a step he he Honestly, may not. I don't. He may, yeah, yeah. He may not be as fast as he was, or as like people. You want to compare him to McDavid? If you want to say McDavid has more offensive skill overall, then sure. But no one that comes in the league will ever be as smart as Sid when it comes to his uh, hockey yeah. sense. Yeah, and that's no one will touch facts. him. Facts. He's disgusting. I don't think that the, like the way that the game has changed since Sid has come into the league and just like the way that he's adapted, like that realistically, there's no reason that he should still be a top five player because he's not that fast, but he is because of his hockey IQ and just how hard he works. Right. And is it fair to say that the game has almost changed or, you know, it changed into, he changed it. 
I, I do think that, like, and other people have said this too, like, there's even front office execs that have said that those two Penguin teams that won back-to-back Cups changed the NHL. Because everybody was trying to get bigger and heavier, like when the Kings won the Cups, when the Blackhawks won the Cups. They weren't as skilled as those two Penguin teams. Those two Penguin teams predicated their game on speed, and everybody's yep. like, well, now we got to change up to, to you know, be around, centered around defending these guys now or matching them skill-wise and speed-wise as opposed to trying to get bigger. And now I think you're seeing almost a reverse back, at least with the way that a lot of these GMs and coaches talk, where they want to get bigger again, and I hope that that doesn't happen. Um, but, yeah, I think that, like, I don't know, like Crosby specifically, I think that might be giving him a little bit too much credit, if that's possible. But those two Penguin teams, where he was obviously the best player on, definitely changed the way that the teams play. I relate that to kind of like the NBA where yes. if you're on the court with the NBA and you cannot shoot a three, you're not playing. And then yeah. that's, uh, that's like the, how the NBA is now. <laughs> well, Ben Simmons the, bro, would beg to differ, bro. <laughs> it's like ball, 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 ball's like seven, five and you're shooting over 40% from three. Yeah. Like, if you can't what? shoot a three in today's NBA, you're probably not playing that much. Well and done. I'd relate it to the same thing with the, with the NHL. Like if you, th- there, there used to be like goon lines or just like thug lines where it's all they did was hit people. Like if you don't have any puck skill in the NHL anymore, you're not playing. Yeah. Well, Fact. unless you're Mark Jankowski on the Penguins, because for some reason he keeps going into the lineup. <laughs> yeah. I feel like fourth liners now are expected to contribute, you know, seven to 10 goals. Right. And that was never the case. That was like third line players you were talking about. Now it's the fourth right. line guys got to be able to contribute offensively. Yeah, of course, shut the other team down. It's crazy looking through all like the stats of all like you know because I'm looking to bet on who's going to score the first goal or who's going to score in the game, and it's like I never get it right because it's there's so much depth and so many different lines scoring. It's insane. And defensemen can score too. Yeah, there's a lot of defensemen that have a oh. ton of points. Great, great time for defensemen, too, with Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes. Um, why am I blanking on the guy's name in Dallas? Uh, uh, Heiskanen. Heiskanen. Yeah, I mean, these young defensemen are so good offensively. They're, they're the best skaters, in my opinion, in the league. They don't yeah. have the same speed as Connor McDavid, but the way that they can skate at the blue line. It, I mean, you know, even Latang shows it sometimes, too. He's not as young as those guys, but he's still one of the better skaters. Yeah, and the same could be said for him that we said about Crosby is yeah he might be a step short or a little slower but he's the core of that team one of the core pieces of that team and smart as could be. If there's anybody that has close to the same work ethic as Crosby, it's Chris Letang. Like the fact that that dude is in his 30s now and still playing 27, 28 minutes a night, I mean. He's a cardio machine. Dude, I can't even stand on skates for more than fucking three minutes without my feet feeling like they're going to fall off, let alone 28 minutes a night. Yeah, you think about it. It's like, how do you guys ever have, like, two-minute shifts? Because these guys now, it's like 30, 40 seconds max, and that's it. Yeah. Like, unless they get stuck out on the ice, like, killing a penalty or something, like, in their own zone. But that's, ideally, you want to play them 30 to 40 seconds. It's because they're going full. Like, you see the way Brandon Tanev plays hockey? Could you imagine somebody doing that for two minutes? Not possible. He'd pass Bro, out. If my, <laughs> if my sex life was like hockey, I'd be fucking golden. <laughs> 30 to 40 seconds tops. We're good. We're done. That's it. Get me out. Give me a little break, some like, water, and I'll be yeah. back. Yeah, some that's smelling salts, right if there. you will. Yeah, that's the first line. <laughs> is, is there anything like your uh, like your forty time non-existent? Yo, fuck off. Oh man, man. 
going back to this now. Yeah, we we're not Always. talking about this yet. We'll talk well, about this later. Yeah, because you won't come over to my fucking cribbo with some cones, bro. Some fucking pre-rolled cones and some <laughs> orange cones, and we'll fucking do the damn thing. It's whatever. Um, I'd love to get your guys' opinion. Michael, Alex, we've talked about it fucking at nauseum at this point, but Zach and Tyler, playoff time. Kind of right around the corner for hockey here. What are we looking like for the Penguins as far as a playoff push? You know, what are the odds like? Who are we going to potentially match up against come playoff time? Listen, if you would have asked me this question a month ago, I would have said the Penguins might not even be making the playoffs. (laughs) But now, and I don't know what it is, especially because the Penguins have had all these injuries. They just keep on winning and finding ways to win. That's team in March. Yeah, a lot of them are like dominating fashions when you have a half of your squads like an AHL team. Um, so how far? I don't know necessarily who they're going to play in playoffs. Like, does the playoff structure like are we going to play someone with our division in the first round? As or of how right is that going to work? As of right now, it would be the Islanders. The, Islanders. the whole season with the COVID thing, I have no idea we're what's tied even with going them. on. The Pens I mean, are tied <laughs> 48 points, right? With the yeah. Islanders, mm-hmm. which is huge. But I mean, like, it, it, like I said, if you if you would have asked me the question like a month a month ago, six weeks ago, I would have said if the Penguins make the playoffs, they're getting first rounded. They're bounced in the first round like the past couple of years because they just didn't have it. They would they had no chemistry whatsoever. The bottom six wasn't scoring and it was just a black hole. And even like the superstars like Sid, Gino, they weren't playing up the stuff. And but now. The way that they've been playing in the month of March, the way that the top six has been playing, and the bottom six, granted, I, I roasted them like a week ago. <laughs> but the, granted, o- over the last four games, they've been playing really well. And a lot of that is because they've been bringing in different guys. But I think that this team is something special brewing. And the best teams in the playoffs typically get hot at the right time. They're not just the best team over the entire regular season. So I think the Penguins are gearing up for that. And I think you could be looking at... Uh, I would guess like a minimum of a second round exit, but you could be looking at something further than that with these Penguins. I mean, they are in the what I consider the toughest division overall. Oh yeah, just oh, yeah. because of how like gut wrenching it is. Like that you got Washington Islanders, Penguins, Boston, Philadelphia. Although as of late they've been terrible. Carter they Hart just off, sucks so bad. <laughs> Sabers right fucking pounded their yeah. buns. I got. I guess that that's like the NHL gift is like okay, you're gonna have the the top end hardest division, but you're also gonna have the worst team in the NHL. Yeah. It's like being it's like being the Pirates in the NL Central. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cubs love playing the Pirates. Actually, we beat but the yeah, Cubs it, a lot. Whatever. Yeah, it just seems like they're getting hot at the right time. Um, and which is what seemed to happen if you relate it back to like 2016. Uh, the team at, on I think January 8th was and granted this is like the normal season length, but they were out of the playoffs at that point. And then they end up finishing second in the division and they end up going on to win the cup because they were the hottest team at the right time. So it looks like they're trending in the right direction for that to happen. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think when you look at this team and and this isn't the team that we're going to see in the playoffs. I mean, one, they got to get healthy before any of this happens, before they're going to have any success in the playoffs. You know, just go back to last night, Tristan Jari. We got to see what, what's happening there. Granted, I do yeah, trust Casey Smith. Yeah, what happened? Uh, did, did anything come out of that? They said that it is an upper upper body injury. They said it wasn't si- what it, Sullivan said it wasn't too serious. He th- doesn't think, but it was something that the trainer thought they should take him out for. COVID. Now, what that is, I have no idea. COVID but, cough. 
upper body. But yeah, like Smitty was saying, I, I have total trust in Casey the Smith for the time being. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, I mean, am I wrong to say that I'd almost rather I want to see him, Casey the Smith, in that than Jerry? Statistically, uh, I can't argue with that. Yeah, I just I think that it's like I look at Casey the Smith as being the a, a really good one B. I don't know if he's capable of carrying the torch. Like, I mean, he's a late bloomer, 26 years old. Like, it's not like he's some young, you know, prospect or anything like that. But I think, like, yeah, small sample size. It's not like I don't trust the guy in net. I think, like, him and Jari are, are perfect complements to each other. Yes. Um, and, I, like I said, I just, it, it's just funny to look back now and think that we ever were having a, a, a conversation about needing goaltending when you look at what Jari and him have done recently. But, yeah, I think the Smith will be fine uh, if he were to be the starter for, you know, an extended period of time. I, I would be okay with that. But then, you know, who's the backup? Because we don't have great in-house options there um, if that were the case, which leads me to where I was going to go anyway, like two and a half weeks away. Uh, from the trade deadline and that's what i was saying about like i don't think that this team is complete the way that they're going to go into the playoffs even if this team were healthy right now i think that there would be additions made because of you know tyler talking about granted we've seen some things from freddie gaudreau um to maybe make him replace mark jankowski but you know ideally we see that bluger tanev zach aston reese line when those guys are healthy become the fourth line they go out and get you know a guy that can play in that middle six second or third line i think a perfect name that i'm going to throw out there is miles wood of the devils i mean he seems to burn the penguins all the time anyway double digit goals this year two and a half million dollar cap hit that's it and he's under contract next year um i think he'd be a perfect piece for the penguins obviously wouldn't cost too much in terms of his salary and i don't think the acquisition cost would be much either i mean i think it'd be you know maybe a mid-round pick and a mid-level prospect um which i think that the penguins can definitely pull off we were talking on our show though it's just a matter of like hextall and burke literally just got this team this year like they're not that right. far into the process of evaluating this team um do they want to be big buyers at the deadline i mean if you look at this team and they really believe that this is a contender they should be but they just took over this team they just got the reins like how much are they willing to give up in terms of capital to acquire guys and we've said it multiple times on our show, and we'll say it here. The Penguins do not have a lot to give up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Going into 2021, the, the, Thanks, for, the draft, for the draft, they have <laughs> four dick. They have four draft picks and not even a first-round pick. They have a second-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and two-sevenths. And then realistically, when you look at the Penguins' prospects, I think you only have four real prospects. Two of them are forwards with Sam Poulin and Nathan Ligure. Um, and those are like the ones that are like legit prospects. They're probably going to, Sam Poulin is probably going to be called up to the NHL and sometime next they year. They were already deemed untouchable as well. Mm. So, yeah. So, that, which, is a, which is a good thing because yeah. I would be pissed if either of those guys were traded, especially um, for a rental. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I, I we also said if you're going to trade for a rental, you might as well not trade for as little capital as you have as a penguin, as a penguins organization in the draft and in your prospects. Don't trade if it's just going to be for a rental. Yeah. Um, but the other two prospects are goalies that they drafted last year: uh, Joel Blomquist and Callie Klang. Those are the only. Yeah, four didn't they? Guys they yeah, I remember that they drafted yeah. two goalies. Mm-hmm. Those are the only four guys that I would say are like legitimate prospects that could make an NHL roster someday. Everything else is just they're kind of just stuck in the AHL. There's no potential there. So the, the Penguins don't really have a lot to go off of when it comes to making trades. And 
you have to work around the salary cap, which is why we've said all season, if they're going to make a trade and they have to add on money, it looks like one of their left side defensemen is going to be traded. And then the most likely candidate for that would be Marcus Pedersen. And, and, and too, I feel like you're selling pretty low on him right now, too, because he has not been very good recently. If you're, if you're looking at a weak spot on that defense right now, and granted it's because they've been so good, it's probably Marcus Pedersen right now. Because John yeah, Marino has found his game again. I mean, he looks phenomenal. I checked Marcus Pedersen's Corsi right now, I think, is like 47.9%. Not as bad I know, as I, I know you're not a hockey guy, so I don't even know if you know what Corsi is. <laughs> Dude, you're, you're talking French to me right now, bro. <laughs> It's basically, yeah, I don't even know. Corsi is basically, so it's how many, while you're on the ice at five on five, how many shots, shot attempts, and block shots that your team has versus the other team while you're so on the it's ice. It's like a more in depth plus, plus minus. minus, right? Kind of, yeah. It, it's basically saying like, how, like how, how good is you? How good is your team when you are on the ice? On fi- at five on five you actually and don't so, even need to know what it is just know that 50s average yeah you don't have to know the definition just 50s <laughs> average anything above 50 is good anything below 50 is bad and marcus pedersen's at a, like a 47.9 all right so fuck good. that guy get him out of here <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> below average yeah like my penis size is cool anyways <laughs> <laughs> i always yep. think about the penguins though like making pushes and making go and get players for that playoff push like the name that always comes to mind is jerome mcginlow like <laughs> oh man that like that one hurt that See, year not as much as hosa but that one hurt and hey, that's you the hometown guy without hosa that's no the fuck that guy he's from russia he's not hometown <laughs> fuck, fuck that idiot. guy this is russia <laughs> the dude <laughs> lost with the penguins then, from russia <laughs> yeah he lost with the red wings then he came or what was it lost with the penguins went to the red wings lost against the penguins then he goes to the blackhawks and then he wins. and he does win yeah, he went to the cup three years in a row. It's like three tries. <laughs> That's pretty sick, yeah. but he's also an asshole. He was just signing one-year contracts till he won one. Michael and knows him. He's an asshole. How are you, dude. How are you gonna like? like right. What are you gonna say whenever you're allergic to hockey jerseys? That's literally why you can't play. I know. It, yeah. Oh, dude, it's, I remember that. What the fuck? Yeah, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what? Um, but no, get. I I do think that. Uh, that this team is really good. I, I think that they're like one piece away from being a really complete team, especially because Jared McCann's playing the way that he is. And Evan Rodriguez has played the way that he has. Like if you get one piece for the third line, like assuming that these guys are healthy, we get Gino back for the playoffs. We get Kapanen back. We get Bluger and Tanev back. Like this, this is going to be a really good team. If they just add one more piece. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, I mean, if they've been performing at this level with all of these injuries, yeah. And everything that happened in the first half, half of the season, like, yeah, n- things are looking nice. Yeah, yeah. More, I think Prime Dumoulin back. John Marino's been, you know, the rookie season John Marino that we had. Chris Letang's back to full form because of having Brian Dumoulin back. I mean, everything other than injuries has gone well for them. That's just, I mean, that's obviously a huge piece. <laughs> you need to be <laughs> healthy. But uh, if they can figure that out, I think that they're in a good spot. And for what it's worth, uh, I did was March 12th. I bet that the Penguins would win the Stanley Cup, and the odds Ooh. that I got were t- plus 2,400. Yeah. If you were to bet right now, they're at plus 2,000. Mm. I don't know. Do you? That's way better odds. I don't know. Sounds like a, they're moving in the right direction. I'm not a math guy, but yeah, I remember but seeing they were like guy. they were like tied with like Winnipeg, um, and like Minnesota and like Calgary before. Like, I was like, what the heck? Which is but almost now, disrespectful. 
Well, yeah. Granted, now, Minnesota Minnesota has been pretty good this year. Yeah, they're still how- tied with the plus two thousand odds are Winnipeg, Pittsburgh, Montreal, oh. and Florida. Okay. Wow. I think Fair. part of that you probably have to take into account like what division each of them are playing in, yeah, and, and what oh, it absolutely. takes to get into the playoffs. Because like you yeah. compare, you co- co- like compare the the East Division what we're we're in to like the North Division. The North Division, well, first off, the scoring's so absurd up there. It's like Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaitel are just astronomical numbers because there's no such thing as defense in the North Division. McDavid's gonna win the scoring title by probably ten points. I, I, yeah. like, I feel like there's no defense in the, every game. There's at least seven goals scored. So bet the over in almost yeah, every, any the over every time. Game. Well, in the Penguins, if they were in the North Division, they'd be leading it. Yeah, with that's 48 points. You see how close that is, though? Like, Tampa has 50 points, and who else has 50 points? Somebody else in the NHL has 50 points. But they're the Penguins are... Okay, yeah, Washington the Penguins are only Tampa. two points. The Penguins are only two points behind them, but they're still like in eighth place overall. There's like right. eight teams that are within two points. So it's overall, crazy. they are eighth. Yeah, they're tied with the Islanders, the Panthers, the Avalanche. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Well, moral of the story is, dude, come playoff time, watch out for them Pens. They're getting hot at the right time, like Tyler said. But I want to transition here quick. Um, to, to some Steelers football. It's it's kind of funny how it's off-season for football, but every fucking week we do a podcast, it's just Steelers football. That's all there is for us to talk about for whatever reason. Um, so we got to talk about it, man. Off-season moves, a lot of fucking moving parts here, a lot of things going on. We're signing dudes. We're releasing dudes. We're fucking dudes. Dudes, dudes just, are cheap. Minds. Yeah, dudes are yeah. changing their minds on whether they want to even play. Shout for out the Tyson. That. That's, that's, the, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. By the way, we like, were at the Penguin game thing. on Saturday. Yeah, like when the news broke, we were like, "I've never heard of this happening." Just someone just changing their mind. I literally <laughs> didn't know you could. I, well, <laughs> the, the only reason I did know was because uh, Arthur Motes on his podcast said that he did that one time, and he and he was talking about how awkward it was having to call the team that. He had originally agreed to go to and then tell me he's not going anymore. I was like, yeah, I was like, that's super awkward. Well, wasn't it because of like a pending COVID test or something? Or he he, he tested positive. Yeah, he couldn't get to Jacksonville to sign the contract. And then it gave him more time to think about it. He's like, okay, I <laughs> so like my situation. He contracted it for... on purpose. <laughs> Maybe he did. <laughs> Yo, he's maybe like he went to it. Maybe he went to it, one of those centers in, where they were giving out vaccines. He's like, "Listen, I want the exact opposite of this. Yeah. How do I get Fuck there? me up, <laughs> Fuck me up bro? <laughs> who's, got, who's got it? I want it." <laughs> I thought that was a for sure deal because didn't he start his career with Jacksonville? Yeah, yeah. I thought but that it was going to be a homecoming. Thought... Like he's just going to finish his time there. He's going to retire, enjoy himself. He probably thought. Nope. Pittsburgh, now that's a cool city. Jacksonville, now that's a fucking garbage dump. Uh, I'll stay in <laughs> Pittsburgh. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, I, th- I think when like uh, originally he had agreed to that deal, and the numbers came out, everybody was like, "Why didn't the Steelers offer him the same?" Like, it's not like he got a crazy contract to go back to Jacksonville, right? And no, so, yeah. and, and, I, and I think maybe that made the Steelers either rethink or be like, "Yo." We could probably keep this guy around for around the same price. And granted, you don't know what he's thinking. He's might he might be thinking like weather wise, you know, like also Florida what is it, no state income tax. So you're technically yeah. making more money. Right. So I mean that's 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 another thing to factor in. I think he, uh, I mean, yeah, he took 
less in this article. <laughs> sorry, Zach, but this they says did. that yeah, Cam Hayward and other defensive line members who persuade him to yeah. come back. Like, I think. I think to Michael's point, like what he said about like where he started his career and he still has family down there, that was the reason he he originally made that decision. But like after sitting back and thinking about it, he was going to go there for five hundred thousand dollars difference. And and granted, like to Alex's point, yeah, that five hundred thousand dollars plus the income tax obviously plays a factor. But he has six kids, all that are of age in school, so like they would be leaving behind all their friends and stuff. You're uplifting a whole family to to go back to Jacksonville and just wasn't in the cards right now, maybe in a couple years, you know, when he calls it quits. But I think that he just realized yeah. this is the perfect situation, at least for right now. He's a family man and Pittsburgh's his family. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, I think his, his kids and his wife didn't want to leave Pittsburgh either. And so that was, and I think that might've played a part in it too, where it's like, <laughs> family, my family would stay here and I want to move everybody. <laughs> Imagine know. having a job and your kids say, "No, no, 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 Dad, you can't do that. I want to stay here." <laughs> oh no, 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 that that's easy money, dude. Then I'm like, "All right, sweet, I'm gonna go rent a place for nine months down in Jacksonville <laughs> yeah, by, by myself. myself. <laughs> you guys fucking stay here. Thank you." See, that's the thing like nobody thinks about with like that side of sports, like the fact that these guys like think about guys that just go throughout their career on like one year deals in different cities, like constantly moving their families and stuff like like that. No one thinks about that part of it. That's why these guys want security in one spot right yeah totally understandable too <laughs> yeah i, what I don't I think i want to uproot my whole life either shit i would right now i got nothing to lose <laughs> 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 i didn't realize that uh tyson was a first round pick yeah 10th overall i think that's crazy in 2010 um that's insane i didn't i had no idea like he, he was I mean, supposed to be you can i don't know if you can tell that he's a first round pick on the field but i can absolutely tell that he's a huge asset to the team he plays it's well i don't know of too many guys that have had their best career year at the age of 33 so yeah i don't think that he Sidney crosby (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that he uh that he's played up to the first round potential like even you know in his best year but um yeah i don't have to with those guys around you yeah i remember when he was coming out i was like man is jacksonville really taking this guy 10th overall like he just ne- he never had that pedigree to me, and obviously didn't play out that way. But crazy, crazy good asset for the Steelers, and th- I mean that takes away a draft need for us now. I mean before it was like who's who's going to play this spot? Not even a spot that he traditionally played, but he stepped in to that defensive tackle role in the first year and was playing at an All Pro level before that knee injury in Baltimore. So well, and he was, wasn't thing. he one of the highest rated uh, defensive? Yeah, by uh, not rushers, but. Yeah, he was like, I think he great. I mean, you know, we're talking about pro football. Do we really yeah. want to talk about pro football focus on here? <laughs> well, I, no. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> yeah, he graded like seventh or Thou something. that shall it. not be fucking named around here. Listen, uh, I like, I, I don't know if people realize that they literally just came up with their own grading system. Like, if I wanted to, I could just start like my own thing called Smitty Focus. Smitty yeah, Focus. Well, you should, bro. Depends, what are you waiting for? What, Depends on the numbers you put out, and it's like if you want to I'm play just gonna a give, full game I'm of just clips, give, you like, just the show worst. the good stuff or show the bad stuff. It's Almost so simple to skew numbers. I'm just going to like the worst players in the league, the highest grades, and no one's going to know why. <laughs> Johnny Manziel, A fucking plus. <laughs> it's like Easy. pro football focus, when they talk about Ben, I can't stand them. But when they talk about the Steelers, but, but, I'm, really a, but I'm a BYU them. fan, so whenever they talk about Zach Wilson, I love them. <laughs> I, like, I honestly like <laughs> big, big I for up there. What's that? Big Jimmer for that fan? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Yo, Tyler, you, you'd appreciate this. Not that I want to talk about another podcast on here, but I started producing a Chicago sports podcast with some buddies. We interviewed Jim McMahon, the BYU legend. Oh, really? Bro. Yeah. Yep. He he. So Zach Wilson is probably going to break his record as the highest draft pick from a B, from BYU, or he's he's tied for, for the highest draft pick from BYU behind Jim or for of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's until that picture, until that picture of Zach Wilson with a gas mask comes out on draft night. <laughs> right. Fucking. Right. And, what's and then he's dropping. Gross, Just like uh, was it Laramie Tunzel? Yo. But, yeah. So Laramie Tunzel. Quick, yeah. Laramie, sorry. quick story for you. Laramie Tunzel, Ole Miss, right? Product. Uh, a buddy of ours that we went to high school with, uh, Alex Fawn graduated. Fawn Cooper played O line at Ole Miss for the, his junior senior year. Uh, he was the best lineman in Mississippi. Yeah, you wore number seventy four. Yeah, just like your boy Michael. Or so he played with Tunzel at Ole Miss, and wow. he, you know, we one of our first ever fucking podcasts. We had him on, talk to him about it. And he's like, Laramie Tunzel, before I ever met that dude, he never smoked weed once in his life. Once I started hanging out with him, he was fucking smoking <laughs> gas masks on the rag and shit. So and then you I, can just Google his name with a gas mask, and there's a whole page yeah. filled with him smoking weed. So the dude who is partially responsible for getting Tunzel into the marijuana <laughs> is Fon Cooper. And, drop, and dropping him by about like 10 picks in the draft in the process. Yes. <laughs> and no surprise... One guy is still in the NFL. One guy's not. Yeah, Fawn Cooper drafted to a practice not a year later. Laramie Tunzel smoking gas masks, still playing. That's all I'm saying. Dude, this one picture looks like he's got. Oh, that's the old, or that's the Mississippi State flag. I was gonna say this picture of him with the gas mask's got the Confederate flag in the background, but that's just the Mississippi State flag. <laughs> same thing, bro. They're one in the same. It's Mississippi. It's unbelievable. To it. Let's talk. Let's keep talking linemen, though. You know, as far as these offseason moves go, uh, offensive and defensive. You know, Chris Wormley back to your extension. Like oh, Tappy said, that's your dude. You know, on the he was on the Around the Four One Two podcast. He's a fucking Pittsburgh guy through and through. So he's our. Dude. What's up? Is it he's our dude? He's our dude. My dude, and uh, yeah, he's back for two two more years, hopefully. Um, you know, we got some other linemen, uh, defensive, fucking not linemen, but, you know, the defensive end, Bud Dupree. Of course, we all know he was on the move. He was gone. Too much money. We can't afford him. Signs with the yeah. Titans. I'm okay hope he does well it. there. I think I he hope will. so, too. He it's will. It's a good fit for, sure. for them. You know, there's very rare occurrences of where it's just like a clean split between yeah. a player and an organization. And that was one of those rare occurrences. I mean, even afterwards, you know, his letter to Pittsburgh and the Players Tribune and everything, it was just they both knew that it wasn't possible for him to continue his career in Pittsburgh. And yeah, wish him all the best. It's unfortunate, obviously, that he's got to deal with rehab and the ACL, but he still got a massive deal in Tennessee. I know there was rumors of him having to sign like a one year prove it deal. Yeah. All right, John Clayton. Uh, Dude got absolutely paid by Tennessee, and and I'm so happy for him. Like a guy that I've been. You know, rooting for. I, I, he looked obviously like a first round bust the first couple of years. I feel like in year three, you started to see him start to turn the page, yeah, but there was yeah. still no finish in his game. Then obviously, years four and five just took off. I honestly thought he was the next Travis Jones. Yeah. I mean, that's very, very easy to make that comparison. Like, that's what everybody was saying. It's just. It definitely looked that way for the first couple of years. Takes a few. I mean, dude, look at Terrell Edmonds this is another prime example of it. Like, it takes a few years for some dudes to come around, and that's all there is to yeah. it. And are we gonna bash him in the meantime? Probably. That's just <laughs> the nature of who I am. But yeah. once you start no, doing well, I'm gonna fucking not, praise you for it. 
the league is a whole different fucking community, a whole yeah. different ballgame. Any league. Did you see so Bradley like, yeah, Beal? You, you can dominate a Kentucky or you can dominate a Georgia, but once you get to the league, it's it's men amongst boys. I think, too, I think too, a big thing with Dupree was he was just so raw. Like, they were just banking on the athleticism. He, did, he was not polished at all with his – he didn't have any like sp- he didn't have the spin move. He didn't have good hands. There was he didn't have like m- pass rush moves. It was just speed. And then and, he found out yeah. how to convert that power to speed and speed to power and find the good blend there. I mean, his game just took off. There's gonna be two things from Bud that I'm gonna miss. One is gonna be his uh, grave digging. Yeah, yeah, of course. All that, and I'm gonna miss Bud brought a buddy. Right? Said, yeah, oh, yeah. Bro, yeah. Oh my God. Also, I still hope he beats shit out of Taylor Luan. I mean, no, <laughs> not, not, nothing personal. I just think I just think that's, that story's hilarious. I will say too, from a football perspective, obviously you're gonna miss Bud Dupree as well. The big, like I have high hopes for Alex Alex Highsmith. I think, oh, yeah. think he's gonna be great. He's uh, got other guys, by the way, on the Around the Four One Two podcast. And they're coming back on. Fucking um, right. but Bud Dupree was so good against the run, and I feel like yeah. he was one of the best edge rushers in setting the edge and defending the run. And, and Alex just isn't there yet. You know, I'm, uh, he has a full off season now. Last year was a really weird year. Obviously he didn't expect to be thrown into the fire like that. And I think that he's going to be great though, but I was glad that he got to sit behind, obviously one of the best in TJ Watt and bud for a year. So I really think year two is to be great for him. Yep. Um, keeping with the linemen, we signed old lineman, Joe Haig. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I, I believe so. Also, uh, uh dropped a touchdown. Oh, Super Bowl, well, that's not great. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, what's his name? Coward. I forget his first name, but fucking how about that story? Last, hilarious. Rashad. Rashad. Rashad came from the Bears, right? Is that is that two A's or an A R D? Yeah, I think Rashad. Rashad. Rashad Coward. But how about that story with the him the breaking news because on Reddit because of his wife playing Call of Duty? I did see that, bro. I did. It all. Dude, did you hear it from like the whole post? Did you hear the did whole it? thing though about yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. If you can run, yeah, so, yeah, play, run that'd be through. great. His his wife was playing Call of Duty and he was talking in the background about signing a deal in Pittsburgh because Chicago he was an RFA and like Chicago wasn't tendering him a new contract. So he was talking about signing a deal in Pittsburgh, but like she had her mic on, I guess, and didn't realize. So the kid could just hear it. And he didn't know who she was, but her Twitch account, she was also like streaming the game on Twitch, was linked to her Instagram. So he found her Twitch, went to her Instagram, found out who she was, found her husband's page because she he was tagged in a picture with her, realized Naturally. who he was, and then broke the news that he was signing in Pittsburgh. And again, going back to the whole like fuck the old heads and the Pittsburgh media type thing, like that's the best fucking example of it ever. Like, I broke this yeah, news no, on Reddit up. because I was playing Call of Duty with the dude's wife. Like, yeah, fuck, there were fuck you, Mark Madden. Didn't even know. <clears throat> there were some details that were off about it because it was talking about it being like a sign and trade scenario and him signing like a three year deal and that wasn't the case. He was just signing a, a one year deal, I think, for like the vet men, which it shouldn't be anything more because this guy's not very good. Um started I think he started like fifteen games last year, but the craziest thing is that he played defensive line up until he got into the NFL. So like the fact that he even started games last year for the Bears like is insane because well no if you know the Bears line. it's not that insane I know yeah <laughs> their offense that, that that's what I was saying like my dad was like is this guy any good and I was like well he couldn't he got cut by the Bears hashtag the Andy off- Dalton 
Yeah. yeah. QB1 the Bears are comical at the moment. Yeah. QB1. It's hilarious. Yeah, they're in such a bad spot, too, because their defense is so good that it, it's kind of like the Steelers would be if they were, like, you know, trying to find the next quarterback, but you can't because you're never picking high enough. Let Chicago prime spot when they pick second overall and they wasted it on true that they traded out for yeah now that their defense is this good like it's going to be hard for them to ever pick in the top 10 i think them i mean i don't want to get on it's not a bears podcast but them getting khalil <laughs> mack was a fucking mess yeah i mean should they, not have done it the, yeah they made the playoffs in 2018, and I thought they were, like, on the rise because that was the year Trubisky made the Pro Bowl, too. And then, obviously, everything went south after that, and that deal does not look very good. Granted, the, the Raiders haven't done much Pro with his picks. The yeah. fact that he made – yeah. I mean, hey, since that's we're a in former, Chicago – That's a former ahead. MVP that you're talking about. MVP? MVP. Nick, Nickelodeon Valuable Player or whatever. Oh, yeah. They, he got a slime <laughs> on. Yeah. He got a that's slime so, That's so on, embarrassing, bro. dude. Michael got a slime I, on too. I fun fact: I was slimed at Nickelodeon Studios when I was really? like five years old. Oh, There's photo yeah. evidence of it, and it's applesauce <laughs> for what it's worth. It was, it was. Oh, really? Or it was. You tasted it? Fuck yeah! I had to find out what it was. <laughs> Watch it on TV all the just, time. I'm not just gonna sit around and say, "Oh yeah, slime." <laughs> you sick frog! You sick bastard! Um. Anyways. <laughs> Steelers offseason moves. Let's keep it moving here. Let's keep this gravy train rolling. Uh, some some defensive back talk here. First of all, Cam Sutton. This worked. It's interesting. Yeah. I know that's your your guys's dude, right? Cam yeah. Sutton. Five mm-hmm. years. Love it. Love it. Love Cam Sutton. Great player. Great defensive back. Um, however, the other side of that is Steven Nelson. Re- uh, released or traded. Yeah, well, listen, I don't want I don't want to talk <laughs> about Mike Hilton yet. It's still kind of a sore subject for me. I'm not hurts. I'm not sure I'll ever be ready for it. So Steve yeah. Nelson is interesting though because he he went from like a beloved player to the Steelers to being like a villain in a matter of a day. Yeah. Is he a villain that's how, though? What that's happened? how that's how Steelers works i mean that's the thing is no one no one's gonna actually know how it played out but everybody just thinks that the steelers can do no wrong so it's always on the player so that's why everybody turned against steven nelson but in reality and james who, who actually, and palmolo yeah, and like, ward who knows how these things you know went down all we know is that steven nelson was released because he was making eight and a half million dollars they didn't value him at eight and a half million dollars with a team that's going to be right up against the cap so they felt like cam sutton was ready to move into that role which i would definitely agree with it just even though i think that cam sutton's ready for that role now who's behind him i mean your, your depth takes a hit more than anything like i'm fine with having joe hayden and cam sutton on the outside but it would have been a lot nicer Nelson, or you know if they would have also been able to bring back mike hilton in the slot at least but have cam sutton replace steven nelson i mean you know if this steven nelson thing would have played out 48 hours earlier maybe they do bring back mike hilton i don't know but with the fact that he only got you know six million dollars a year from cincinnati and we've seen like the steelers get creative with structuring these deals this year doing things that they would have never have done before with the void years being added onto all these contracts. If they really wanted Mike Hilton, they could have made it work. So it just shows me that for whatever reason, they obviously didn't value him at $6 million. A year Don't tell Cincinnati. me that. Which it's Don't concerning. He was a stud. Like that was our guy. 
Fall but down. it makes you think. It makes you think. Do they believe more in their system than the player? Like, do they feel like they can go out and get somebody to plug and play and play so similarly to Mike Hilton that he's not worth that six million dollars? I, I feel like that's such a Steelers thing, right? Like, we we we're not used to the Steelers always re-signing all these guys, right? It's kind of like, hey, thank you for the time you were here. You know, yeah, they believe in the next man up. You know, to yeah, a it, you know, it's kind of like a whole system, right? They believe in their draft too. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at the way Robert Lanes came in, you know, and like I know they're high on Justin Lane and you know, and James Pierre. You know, they're talking highly about them. So, like, <laughs> what about I your think, boy Carlos Davis? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I think James Pierre. I think they like James Pierre more than Justin Lane, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I, I agree, hundred percent. I think Lane, were, I feel like rarely saw the field, and when he did, he was subpar. Yeah, he got jumped on the depth chart. I mean, he's pretty much a special teams gunner at this point, um, which is kind of upsetting because like he's a third round pick in a year. Could have kept Johnny Holton for that second round pick. Yeah, I mean, like he he really hasn't done much for this team, and with I mean, I understand he was a converted wide receiver. He only played corner one year at Michigan State. Um, so it's obviously going to take some time there. I didn't know that. But Neither did yeah, I. Yeah, he's, he played football in Michigan State. Yeah, that's the problem, right? That's, yeah, that's half the problem right Shitty there. School. But I, I do think I do think that they have high hopes for James Pierre, and I'm not sure where Justin Lane stands right now. But all I do know is, based off what Cam Sutton said yesterday, I don't know if you guys saw that um, in his exit interview, he was told he's going to have the first crack at playing outside opposite of Joe Hayden. Um, that means that they're still in the market, whether it be in free agency or I think within the first couple rounds of the draft, that they're going to target, you know, a, a slot defender like in, a, in Elijah Molden or Asante Samuel Jr., who has everything that the Steelers want. He has the NFL bloodlines, obviously, in his dad. Um, they were at his combine. They also met with him virtually. They sent the house to his uh, pro day. You know, everything about Asante Samuel Jr. streams Steelers to me. Um so I wouldn't at all be surprised to see them target a nickel defender uh, early in the draft. But getting back to the, that that point that we were talking about with Mike Hilton, I just think that it's this it's the Steeler way for better or worse that they believe in their system over the player, and that's why it didn't seem like they were ever bringing back Mike Hilton. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, which I want to say quick, sorry, Tyrus. No, you're good. Uh, speaking of this, because I just picked him up in Madden. He's Yo, a product man. of he's a product of Pitt. His contract is up. This year, would you like to see Avante Maddox be pursued? Mm. He, you know, he's so weird because I didn't think he was that good in college. I think he's actually been a little bit better in the pros than he was in college. He's the opposite of like an Artie Burns. Like he's stepped his shit up when it's time to be called on. Because I didn't think he was that good either. I was, I just liked him because <laughs> he was a product of Pitt. At Pitt, but then I he, saw him being, I saw him playing in the NFL, and he's. I, I watch every Pitt game, and he was getting burned all the time at Pitt, which is why his rookie year when he was starting for the Eagles, I was shocked. Like, are yeah. they really that bad that they need him to start, or was he just playing well? Did they I see guess something? I, I guess That's he was playing also, decent, yes. but Yes, well, <laughs> they are that bad. But, yeah, <laughs> his, his game that he had in the NFL compared to what it was in college, it's not even similar. Yeah. And I think that was Pitt as a whole because, I mean, except for the last couple of years, Pitt – football has uh not had great defenses under um coach narduzzi which is like funny because at michigan state that's what he was known for as defensive coordinator and when he came he was expecting to turn around this defense but his thing is to stop the run and so i think that the the secondary at pit really got like burned all the time and that was like the big flaw of that defense. that's why 
watch out this year, similar to Avante Maddox. I think a corner to watch in a similar, no, like a corner that I would be looking at in a similar position as Avante coming out would be Jason Pinnock coming out of Pitt as well this year in the draft, who probably isn't going to get drafted. If he does, it's going to be very late, but there's a ton of receivers coming out in the ACC that said he was their toughest matchup. Hmm. And it's like this guy flew under the radar because he's playing at Pitt where their secondary doesn't get much help. Like they're put on islands out there. And they don't steam around those guys. So he would be a guy that I – but I, he's a he's a boundary corner. The Steelers don't need – if you look at what the Steelers have right now in their cornerback depth chart, it's Joe Hayden, it's Cam Sutton who can play in the slot, but if they're going to let him play outside, then that that's that. James Pierre, Justin Lane, the thing that all those guys have in common is they play outside. Right now we don't have a primary nickel defender. So I think that all signs point to them going that direction uh, within the first, I don't know, three rounds. Okay. Well, that's what I was about to say is that my ideal is like my my ideal is first three rounds. I would try to take a corner. So that brings me to my next question for you guys. Uh, you know, so that's your round three pick potentially as a cornerback. Your first two picks in the draft. You're the Steelers GM. What are you doing with those two picks, and where do you think the biggest need is? So uh, let me just preface: this is what we're doing, and not what we think the Steelers are going to do. Because you guys yes. are big draft guys. You guys are big mock draft guys. I know that for sure. Mock draft Mondays, baby. <laughs> Unless <laughs> the Penguins are playing. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So what's um, it going to be? I think I got your mock draft right here. Yeah, for the first round pick. Is that oh, the one of, I put out today? Out of Clemson. So yeah. that was. That is an article where I'm doing how I think the Steelers would go how should the board fall, fall that way. How I think the they too. Uh, I mean, Tyler and I are probably in agreement with that because that's how our mock draft fell yeah. also. But it's not what we would do if it were us. Okay, so tell me what you it's would do. It's just what then. you think. Right. I, I, I got you. Tell me My, what you would yeah. do as the GM. I do not have a specific position that I'm like dead set – okay, we're drafting this position in the first round. We have to stick to this position, even if the guy that we're hoping for isn't there. Kind of like a like an – that's how they got in the Artie Burns situation where it's like, okay, the guy that we wanted to take was just taken. We're panicking. We, we want to take that position still. We They take Artie Burns too early. Um, so if I'm the GM, I am looking at the board at 24, and I'm looking at quarterback – linebacker, running back, and then I'll throw edge in there as well just because I think those are like the four like biggest needs. Did you say and quarterback? Reason, quarter? Corner. 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 Okay. corner. No, okay. quarterback, if it's not one of the top four, throw it out. Yeah, fuck it, right? Okay. Uh, Mac Jones sent him to the moon. I don't care. <laughs> um, but I'm looking at those four positions, and I'm not including offensive line, which if you would have asked me like a month ago, Tackle was my like go-to position. I want to draft a tackle, but just based off of the what the Steelers, I think they're doing, especially with like bringing Zach Banner back and saying that he's going to be like the left tackle. Basically, I just don't think that they're valuing tackle as a position to draft that high anymore. Yeah. Or they probably never were, and it was just like us fans wanting to do that. So I'm looking at those positions: corner, linebacker, running back, and then I'll, I just throw edge in there because it's a position of need because there's nothing behind T.J. Watt or Alex Highsmith. And I'm looking at who is the best guy out of those positions, and basically drafting best player available based off needs because I'm not just going to do best player available out of any position. Yeah. It has to be a need for the team. Right. That's fair. I mean, on a left tackle I, deal, what about Villanueva? Does he get re-signed? Who do you knows? want? Do you want him back? No, I honestly, don't, I don't no, I do. no. Uh, but, I I don't think it's worth it. 
Uh, cool. I don't so think he's... all five of us do not want him back. Yeah, yeah I don't think Dang. he's that good, and it's not just worth it's not worth signing him. Spain I mean, without the S. Yeah, for what he costs, like that. I like that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Thanks. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, we can leave it at that. It's uh, consensual. Yeah, because. <laughs> You know, going also, into it, I was I'm, like, oh, lineman. We need an old lineman. But, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, you sign Banner, you get fucking a couple dudes, you know. Banner can play on the left and right. Yeah, and then maybe you draft one in the draft, but it doesn't have to be your first pick anymore, really. You know, the running back position, that's a little interesting. We don't really know what James Conner is doing at this point. We don't know if he's coming back or if he's not. Keegan Ballage. What's up? He's right? walking. They, he's walking. Kalen Balage, yeah. I was saying James Conner's go- he's not going to be back. Like, right, that's no. the assumption, right? So yeah. now you need a running back. A lot of people are high on Najee Harris at 24. I don't know if I love that with our first I, pick. I, in the don't, draft. I don't like I don't. when everybody thinks we need this one player like that. Yeah, I don't even know if he's going to be at 24, honestly. Exactly, yeah. right. So I like Tyler's and what about Travis Etienne? You think he'll be there at 24? I think he'll be there at 24, and I do think that there's a very realistic possibility the Steelers are going to take him. If you were asking me right now to pick my top three players, they're no, we are. We are asking number twenty-four. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be please. It's, it's it's Travis Etienne. Okay. It is Creed Humphrey. Okay. And I'll throw in, and this is this is kind of a wild card, but I'm just going based off the fact that they've met with him twice and have a third meeting scheduled already. Trevon Morig, a safety out of TCU. But the thing is, he's a safety, but the expectation is he'll play a lot of nickel. So like he could still be that that slot player for okay. us to replace Mike. Looks. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm along with Tyler though. In the BPA, but not just a straight BPA. Like it has to be a position of need. I will say where I differ is I would be disappointed if they want edge in the first round even if that's the best player because Yeah. I don't know. We did see them use three edge rushers um, quite a bit in that first meeting with the Ravens. But other than that, like I just don't see that that guy being on the field enough to warrant that pick. Um, and if he is on the field, that means he's on the field because Watt or Highsmith isn't. And I don't see that as an ideal scenario either. So I think that they need to get guys that are going to be immediate impact starters they need at least two guys from this draft to be immediate starters. Yeah. That's the thing. Right. And I think you look at the way that the Steelers constructed their free agency, and yeah, they brought BJ Finney back to maybe compete for a center spot, guard spot as well. I think he's more just adept there. And the fact that the only running back they've added is Caleb Balage, and he just, I mean, to me, he helps in like the third or fourth and short areas. That is one spot where he was actually better than what the Steelers averaged last year. Um, I he he might make the roster, he might not. He doesn't change their draft plans though. I think that there's absolutely no question that one of Najee Harris or Travis Etienne are going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. And I think that people just need I'm not even a fan of that, to be honest with you. I do not like the idea of going running back in the first round, especially when we have, you know, lack of depth. But I mean, nobody's really talked about tight end. It's Eric Ebron, then it's nothing. Yeah. And Eric Ebron's only under contract for next year. Well, he just but reworked his there. contract, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but like no additional years were added yeah, to it. Yeah. It's still just him under contract next year. There's nothing really behind Spillane and Bush at linebacker. Unfortunately, like our guy Ulysses Gilbert, he just can't stay healthy. Marcus Allen, he's a converted safety. He brings you nothing. I mean, he's he gets bullied in the run game. He's okay in coverage, but he's never asked to actually do it. Cornerback, like they have too many needs in my opinion. Um, like running back in the first round is such a luxury pick. That's why a team like the Chiefs yeah. could do it last year. Um 
I, I would, I'm not going to be disappointed. I, I'd be much more disappointed if they want edge as opposed to running back. I think it's a foregone conclusion um, with them sending the house to Clemson, all the looks that they've given Najee Harris, that one of those two guys is going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. And it's, it's kind of funny, you know, in, in years past, it's always been, we need the offensive help. Our defense is pretty good. You know, we don't necessarily need the picks on the defensive end, whereas this year it's, it's flipped a little bit, you know, the offense aside from the running back position, which you still have, Benny Snell, who's kind of proven himself a little bit. You know, you have Anthony McFarlane, who's still young enough to where you can give him a chance to kind of I compete think, for a too, spot. I think, too, when you talk about him with Matt Canada, I mean, as yeah. the offensive coordinator, that's that's his guy going back to Maryland. I think that that's a good fit. I think he'll be able to use him better than Randy Feetner was able to. Um, and I think last year, like, I, I think you saw some flashes from McFarland. I just think that he wasn't processing things and all that stuff will come, you know, in year two and with more time and more reps. Right. So I still think he's a guy that can contribute to this team, but I don't look at anybody on this team and say they can be the feature back. And I think that the Steelers, especially with Art Rooney, two statements about like, it's unacceptable that they were 32nd in the league in Mm -hmm. rushing. Like there's no doubt in my mind that running back and I would say center are the two positions. So if you were asking me right now, first three rounds, going back to your original question, I would say, Running back first round, center second round, and then the third round. I, I think that's where that they or they could flop those two. Maybe they right. go second round, Nick, you know, a nickel defender, yeah. and then hope like Josh Myers or Quinn Miners, one of those two's there in the third round. But in my opinion, those are the three spots that they'll go. Yeah, he has pro or anti fullback. <laughs> you know what's funny is uh, Matt Canada actually uses fullback quite a bit. Yeah, you know, going right, back right. to like. At Pitt with George Aston, they had a really good fullback. LSU, yeah. he had a good fullback there. Maryland, they had a good fullback there. Like they actually incorporate them. Um, I think that they have a time and place. I don't think that they should see as many snaps as like Kyle Hughescheck gets with San Francisco or the I money agree. that he got paid there. But I like, agree. I mean, you know, there, there's a time and place for them, and I, I, I'm going to be intrigued to see how a guy like Matt Canada incorporates it as opposed to Randy Feetner, who had no idea what he was doing. Right. Yo, me- because well, because I, I feel like there's so many times that we're like two three it's like uh third and third and three and we're like yo fucking line somebody up and just make a fucking hole and let's go like right just just a little little pound, pound. yeah it's literally an extra blocker in the back yeah, yeah. like i, I mean and if they ran play, a bunch of two tight end sets right yeah that's, uh, yeah vance vance had typically around somewhere between 30 to 50 percent of snaps most weeks yeah and so. I mean, again, I'm not sure if you, Tyler and Zach are aware, but I base a lot of my knowledge on Madden because it's a simulation of the legitimate game. And yeah. I run a lot of two, ten, two tight end sets, but with that, I've got a full backfield. So you can do so much with that. Mm-hmm. And Straight I think, up, uh, like, I don't have to explain that because you guys are smart gentlemen, but... If you were looking at my mock draft that I wrote earlier, I gave them... So in the first three rounds, that's the direction I... Well, I actually took a tackle in round three. It wasn't the value there. Tight end Tommy Tremble out of Notre Dame. Yeah. I think it, I think his best football is ahead of him. Like you look at what he is right now, he's going to be the best blocker, obviously, because even though Eric Ebron, solid pass catcher at the position, he but that's Vance. Nothing. That's he replacing Vance. Yeah, and I, I think he's an upgrade on Vance. I mean, I, I think that what you saw in Vance and like when he first came over, 2017, 2018 was probably his best year. Conti, Earth's crossed. Uh, yeah, I, I think that like Tommy Tremble is an upgraded version on what we thought Vance was going to be. I think that he's 
very close to being a complete player. If he can improve his route running just a little bit, I think you're looking at a guy that has the potential to be a top half of the league tight end. And they don't have an answer, like I said, a tight end. Behind Ebron, the cabinet's bare, and that means there's nothing there. Yeah, well, Kevin Raydare and Zach Gentry. In, in, in my thing, I was going to say, I don't know how they haven't made... <laughs> That's your article. <laughs> it, I don't know how they haven't made, made Zach Gentry into just a blocking tight end, right? The guy's 6'8", 265. Fucking right? put him at left tackle. Dude, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, the dude's massive. Yeah, he's huge. Maybe he sees the same uh, trajectory as like an Alejandro Villanueva, who was a converted wide receiver tight end and was too can, big, so they made him a left tackle. I mean, <laughs> straight up. I mean, do something. But, yeah, I mean, I think that the Steelers, uh, we obviously don't know. They could, I mean, they're known for throwing curveballs at people and doing wild things on draft night that nobody expects. But what I, th- I think when you look at their free agency um, and you look at the way that they've, uh, you know, added some depth to the offensive line and stuff, yet the only running back they added was Kalen Balazs, who we know they don't plan uh, to have as their feature back. It just, it spells one of Najee Harris or Travis Etienne to me. And to go with that, honestly, whether it's my Madden talking or not, you need, like, I think in order to win, you need, if you're not going to be a crazy passing team with a phenomenal defense, you need to have a running back. Like, if your offensive line Especially when your quarterback's almost 40. <laughs> and has the fastest release time in the NFL because he doesn't have any fucking time to drop back. And, like, and it's cool when you, you have good receivers. Back to this back, like, the back will be able to read the holes, Right. So it's like if your linemen are a 90 overall, that's great. But not if you have a 70 overall back. If you've got an average line who's going to do their deal and do what they can, that back that's elusive and quick and is can get out of these tackles, like that's a perfect hole. Like I, I really that- I truly think that that lo- the you needed a stud running back. First and foremost, I'll show you a perfect hole. Secondly, it's one thing, you know, when you have, like, the Chiefs, it's Patrick Mahomes and then the receiving core that's not even that great necessarily. And then you have just running backs and Hilaire, which he didn't find. Yeah, the Chiefs receiving core is not that great. I mean, shit, dude. Sammy Watkins on their roster, he's not even that fucking Yeah. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's so reliable. He's got experience. That's not the point. Not the point. The point is, we have a 40-year-old quarterback, like Zach said. We have 30-second run game in the NFL, and we have a great receiving core, sure, in Juju, who just signed an extension with the Steelers. Fucking fuck you, Mark Madden, and all the haters out there, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Turned down higher offers. It's whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, You know, Claypool, when he's not getting in bar fights, a great receiver option. Fucking Uh, James Washington. Whatever he's doing out there. Whatever he's doing out there. Um, James Washington. They're all great doing option. great, but the running backs are not. When you have a forty-year-old, we can't quarterback, say it's just the line. When that's... you have a forty-year-old quarterback, you also need a run game, and that's just a matter of the yeah. fact. And everyone knows Ben's going to throw it. He's a fucking <laughs> gunslinger. He slings the pigskin. 60, Sixty deep balls a game. Yeah, like yeah, it's that's no ridiculous. fucking different. Like here's you need here's to establish a run this. game. Here's how I'm looking at this, and here's how I think the Steelers are going to look at it. In the first and second rounds, they have the ability to get a top two player at both the running back and center position. And when you come out and say that it's not acceptable that you were the dead last in the league in rushing, dead that's last. your solution. That's your that's it. That's a we don't solution. Want to be last in anything. 
I don't think that that completely fixes the problem because no. I am not so sure that Zach Banner and Chooks Akorafor are the solutions at tackle. But I look at that interior, mm. and I think if you have, just going back to my mock draft, if you have a Kevin Dotson, Landon Dickerson, and David DeCastro interior. Done. It that's, that's runs up the middle every time. We're, yeah. we're getting the third and two. And not to mention the fact that whatever running back, if we do add one of those two, what they bring in the passing game as well, you know, to finally have like James, James Connor was adequate in that area. Anthony McFarland is okay in that area. That's really, you know, what he brings to the game, honestly. Um, but to have a do it all back, I think is just something that we've been missing since Le'Veon and this team is coveting in this draft. Who, by the way, see, and it's like, yeah, Freeze? Le'Veon, he, he was a do it all back, but he's, to me, more than that. He's a stud. Yeah, I mean, if you can have a guy actually line up and be able to run routes that receivers Be able run. to outplay any defense. Yeah, I mean, if he was their RB1 and their wide receiver, too, at the same time. He yeah. was a top he, he was top 10 in the NFL in receptions, like, every year. Yeah. That, that included receivers. I mean, for the I'll tell you, though, I'll tell you like, what, though. Yeah. There isn't, there isn't a running back to come out since Le'Veon was with the Steelers that is more like Le'Veon than Najee Harris. Hmm. Okay. That's if fair. you watch those two, if you watch those two play, and I'm not talking about college version Le'Veon because we know he dropped like 25 pounds and Just somehow jumping over us. everyone. Yeah. He, <laughs> like at, at college at Michigan state, they called him a fat back. He was like 240, And then he dropped weight, somehow developed hands within one off season and became the do it all back for Pittsburgh. The best thing about Le'Veon was that he was always falling forward. So he was gaining a yard or two regardless, and he had that straight-up running style and obviously the, the patience that everybody talks about. He, Phenomenal. He it's changed, it's very changed hard the to way find. that running backs run. But if you watch Najee Harris, I'm telling you, it's it's eerily similar to what Le'Veon was in Pittsburgh, not in college, but what he was in Pittsburgh. And that was yeah, – yeah, it was very fun to watch. <laughs> well, yeah, now I, you got me ready to draft Najee Harris. No problem. <laughs> if they just signed Le'Veon – if they Listen, pick Najee Harris or Travis Etienne, I will not be mad at that. I just think there's other ways they could go with that pick. But gun that's to my a good head, way to say it, though. Like, gun to my head, yeah. I'm, I think they're picking a running back with that first pick. But ideally, I would probably look at corner and linebacker. And the only reason being, I think there's other running backs in this draft that you could get in the third or fourth round that could do the job as well. And you wouldn't have to just use the first round pick on the running back. But if they do that, say- I'm not going to be upset about it. <clears throat> Running back to watch uh, in the middle. I, I'm, I'm curious to see if this guy actually gets out of day two because he's been pretty much mocked in round three. Kenneth Gainwell out of Memphis. I think he's the second best pass catching back in this draft, only behind Najee Harris. I would have him above Travis Etienne in that aspect. Um, and I don't think people are talking about it enough because of those top two and obviously Javante Williams, who a lot of people even have him over Travis Etienne. But I think Kenneth Gainwell is a guy that immediately is going to be a plug and play starter in this league and somebody's going to get maybe on day three fucking love it dude i can't wait for football season i can't fucking wait. yeah now i'm fucking i'm ready to run through i know it's, it's about to be <laughs> opening day for baseball we, we're gonna have to save that for another day with you guys because we're almost at an hour and a half here and it's my dinner time so time flies <laughs> i know it flies <laughs> big dude. dogs gotta eat big dogs de- how do you say it tapia uh grande no, no. pero grande necesitas necesita comer yep there That's you my go. Translator. 
<laughs> that's my translator well that listen had to be guys the most american spanish i've ever heard oh yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah well after a few bud lights yeah, <laughs> yeah of course <laughs> speaking uh, of the pirates right before we go though yeah do yeah they lose 100 games do they lose 100 games no they're gonna go over i bet you if i had to guess like seriously just i mean based on the spring training which i know is not a legitimate thing to base off of but i get pissed when people say it doesn't count because it absolutely fucking counts those guys are going out yeah. there playing yeah, we had this conversation. It's like for guys that are already set in stone in their spot, they don't like because they'll just be like, OK, I'm just going to work on my fastball today. And it's like hard to go based off that. But guys that are fighting for roster spots or like a guy like T. Brian Hayes, who is, you know, like, let off the game with a homer today. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like it, so there, there's aspects of it that certainly matter. It's just I mean, you've got to take them with a grain of salt, but you got to know what position guys are in and say, oh, that does matter. Oh, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, but with that, Adam Frazier and Kevin Newman both hit Ridiculous. over 600 or something? Like 500 I think, at I least? Think, I, think, I think Newman was actually closer to 800, to be honest. Right, okay. I'm pretty so, sure it was like 726. And, and those guys have spots. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So when those guys that have spots are just working on fucking spraying the field, and like, yeah, let's get it. Yeah, I, I can't I mean, wait for I can't wait for Newman to bat like two twenty now. <laughs> the regular season is actually starting. Listen, yeah, I, think I know, they, I, 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 think I know, they but don't have no. I I, I, it's have... encouraging. It's really encouraging. It's just I I literally cannot get my hopes up whatsoever for this team. Oh, I will I, I will I will not let myself do that. If and you until... ask Ty and Tappy, I don't get my hopes up for anything. No. But watching the Pirates, <laughs> no, seriously, I don't. But the Pirates, it was it's like it was nice to see because I'm pretty sure last spring training they won three games. They were bad. Yeah, I know. I was I was there when they lost one. Uh, no, they won one of them. All right. Well, we're gonna need you to go to every game. <laughs> I think I'm expecting the Pirates to be able to actually hit a little bit this year. I don't think that the lineup's gonna be all that bad. I think they'll be better than last year because you'll see Brian Reynolds get back closer to his first year form as opposed to last year. Um, but I'm and I think that they'll actually be a little bit better defensively too. I think it's the pitching. I, I don't. Pitching. Well, yeah, they there. shipped it all away. Always yeah, comes down so to I the don't, pitching. So I think that they'll be right around 100 losses. It's very there's only like 150 teams that have lost 100 games all time, but uh, I think the Pirates would be right there. And the Pirates have been 25. Yeah. <laughs> In the past last 25 pir- years. One last Pirates thing before we end. If I don't know how much you guys have looked into this or are into the MLB draft or anything. If you are the Pirates and it's you have the first pick in the draft right Ooh. now, are you picking Jack Leader, Leiter or Kumar Leiter, Rocker? Leiter. I've seen so many fucking highlights of this Jack Leiter. Me and his, too. his dad's a goat of all goats as far as pitching yeah, goes. Yeah, but he's a yeah, but he was a cub and he's he was average. Cool. Oh. Yeah, I want to see Kumar just rock the shit out of PNC. Yeah, yeah. Fucking I think Harold that too. dude looks like he get hit bombs at the plate too. Yeah, yeah. Carlos Zambrano shit, bro. That's what I'm I saying. Think for Give me, me that energy. <clears throat> I think for me, it's a slight edge to Leiter right now, but this could go back and forth obviously a ton before the draft. I think why it will be rocker though. And I brought this up is because he has the bigger frame to still grow into and you're not putting as much pressure on that elbow. So there's a lower chance of him ever having to have Tommy John or have any problems mechanically, (laughs) which means we can trade him four years down the road for a pretty penny. (laughs) Whenever, whenever he wins, the 2024 Cy Young. Oh shit! And and the and the Pirates win the World Series. Oh shit! Then we can just say, okay, you can trade for him, but we want your entire farm system. Yeah, we'll give you Cabrian oh. Hayes and Kumar Rocker for your whole squad. 
Well, that's what that's, that's, actually, that's actually what I said. So you mentioned Cabrian Hayes. So yesterday on Twitter, uh, DK from DK Pittsburgh Sports. I think that's why I said it. About, yeah, he tweeted about people come like complaining about uh, like worrying about signing this guy, like not being signed up to a long term extension, like worrying about where he's going to play in like 2028, 2029, and all that crap. And I like I said, if the Pirates were to win a World Series in like 2024 or something like that. I would not care where he played another game after that I wouldn't for the rest of the time. Like if he wins a World Series for any Pittsburgh, other... I don't care where anybody on that team plays the year after that. You yeah. want a World Series for Pittsburgh. Facts. Yeah. Bro, this, I feel like the city would absolutely burn down. I, or, I or nothing would down. happen because no one gives a shit anymore because they've been so bad. Nope. Oh, people just oh, – oh, that's the thing. People don't care about the Pirates until, until they they're good. Until I feel good. like, I feel they like the majority of Yenzers would rather have the Condors or the Pipers back than the fucking Pittsburgh Pirates. Listen, Listen. I, I, I love all three teams. I mean, straight teams. up. I love all three teams of the of Pittsburgh, and I love them e- evenly. But if I'm picking which team I want to win a title next, I'm picking the Pirates every single time. It's the it's Condors. not even close. Every time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Pittsburgh Riverhounds for me is a close second, but yeah, yeah I agree. Well, the Riverhounds have been closer. They've smelled yeah. a taste but of like, in, in what my it could life, be. In my lifetime, I've seen the taste. win two Stanley Cups. I've seen the Penguins win three Stanley or, the, Yeah, the Penguins win three Stanley Cups. Steelers win two Super Bowls. Like, I, Give I, me I that dub. I don't know that I'm ever going to see the Pirates win a, a World Series. Yeah. I agree. I feel like this so is deja just, vu. I feel just like I've one said that in my lifetime. Yeah. Seriously. Well, it's a, it's since, a, I mean, I don't know exactly how old you are, but uh, we're 26. 20. So so am I, and in our lifetime they've had what three or f- four? What, well, not since our lifetime because Bonds in the early nineties. But since I really started watching baseball, the Pirates have been a fucking minor league team. Well, it, it, so it, they've had in my lifetime they've had four winning seasons, which so I was I was born 94? in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, ninety four. Yeah, so I was born February ninety five, but basically the same thing. Yeah, so they their winning seasons were thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and twenty eighteen. Damn, bro. For some reason, it's like it's like <laughs> so like, they're on the up and up. It just gets basically like <laughs> brushed under the rug that they had a winning season in twenty eighteen. I feel like everybody forgets about if, that. If you would have said, "Did they have a winning season in twenty eighteen?" I would have been like, "Absolutely not, dude. Not even close." Yeah, I would have yeah, been. What, was what that the they same do? year they had the grievance filed against them by the MLB for not using their profit sharing money to get better? That might have been 2019. Hell yeah. <sighs> yeah <that> was... <laughs> Hell yeah. Go Either Pirates. way, I'd believe it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get you guys out of here, man. Thank you guys so much for coming on. We appreciate it. <laughs> Talk to these guys for freaking weeks. I know. Five hours later, <laughs> not we'll Tyler, still fucking though. be soon. <laughs> get Me? it? Tyler Weeks. Oh, I get it. Get I get it. it. <laughs> <laughs> that Tyler didn't. <laughs> Bro, that's hilarious. Um, yo, one time, one of you two, plug your fucking Twitter, your podcast, your whatever, your Insta, plug it all. I got your merch up here. I'm about to buy a cap. Committee, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much standardized across the board at around the 412. That's on Twitter, Instagram. We do a Facebook page. Really don't use it a whole lot. Uh, YouTube, we actually started making like actual YouTube videos aside from the podcast just to get out like breaking news when it happens. Uh, yeah, there's a ton of merch, which is out there, the new caps, uh, which, oh, by the way, I know you guys can't see it other than the people that are in here right now. The logo is actually hand-stitched on. It's not just a sticker. So, Ooh, dude, that's yeah. Um, but yeah, all that stuff can be found at and they're our, only uh, 22 bucks. That's literally yeah. for a hand-stitched hat. 
That's cheap. Trucker or dad hat. Nice. Or, yeah. yeah. Run the four and two baseball cap. Mm-hmm. Fucking. Um, anything else? I think that's pretty much about it. Hell yeah. Well, we appreciate you dudes. I mean, what you guys are fucking doing is great. Your podcast is awesome. You guys are paving ways for all of us. So we appreciate you. And, uh, and uh, yeah, check out PGH content. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The new page. That's the new page. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. No, we appreciate, obviously, you guys having us on. Uh, it's always a pleasure. We look forward to continuing to do stuff like this. We got to get you guys on our show. Um, I actually have something in the works right now, so I'll reach out after this to see if you guys would be interested in collaborating on it. But, um, uh, yeah. yeah, obviously, always appreciate you guys, and we look forward to doing more stuff like this in the future. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Likewise. Check us out, too. Yinsertainment.com. You already know. Links are there for the podcast and the social media. <laughs> at Yins Daily. Y-I-N-Z Daily. That's a wrap. Episode 174. We'll be back next week. Thank you, guys. And we're out of here.